not stopping again, all right? Three, two, hi, and welcome to this special COVID-19 edition of PRMC On Point. I'm Roger Fallabout, the Director of Strategic Communications at Peninsula Regional Medical Center and the Peninsula Regional Health System. On the program today is Michelle Leatherberry. Michelle is the Director of Food and Nutrition Services at PRMC. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Roger. How are you doing? I'm well. Good to have you here. Before we begin the questions, let me just say to you that we spend a lot of time talking about the doctors and the nurses who are at the bedside and deservedly so, but there's an equally important group of people, food and nutrition, environmental services, who are right there on the front lines to taking care of not only us, feeding us, making sure that we're well taken care of, but also the patients. So I want you to know, and I want you to share with your team for us, how valuable they are and how much we appreciate everything that they are doing for all of us during this COVID-19 experience too. Thank you, I will. Good. I'm glad to hear that. All right. I also want to do this before we get into asking you questions about how things have changed for you at the hospital. Mm -hmm. As we tape this, we are in day two of the National Football League draft. There is a proud mother sitting across from me who has a son that is possibly going to be taken in the draft and playing on Sundays. So tell me about that and how excited you are about the NFL draft. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I love watching my son play. He, the passion, his dedication, it just, is, it just overwhelms me. I just, I enjoy it. I've been doing it since he was seven. So he's always turned up for mom and all the other folks. So it's been good. That's awesome. So who is this young man and where did he play college ball? Uh, his name is Shane Leatherbury, and he played for Towson, and he's a wide receiver, and he did a really, he did really well at Towson, and and now we're looking for new avenues. Had a really good pro day too, right? Yes, he did. He did. He good. A very well, strong pro day. Well, good luck. Okay, thank you. We'll have to have you back on the show and find out how he did. <laughs> okay. All right. So now on to COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and I ask everybody who comes on the show first question: How you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I will tell you, uh, you know, it, it was rough in the beginning, but now that PRMC is playing, here comes the sun, and you hear that four or five times a day when um, a patient who was positive gets to be discharged, it kind of just puts it all a little bit better in perspective of what we're doing every day. It's wonderful, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is surely. Really surely is, is terrific. So how is your staff doing? As we mentioned, they are out there on the front line of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. They're doing, they're doing well. Um, they're like everybody else. You know, we're all just waiting for um, the cases to start declining in Maryland, you know, seeing a little bit of um, relief. But, um, you know, they all know um, it's, it's what they came to, to PRMC to do. Um, I asked them one day because I was amazed at the amount of, well, the decline in my call-outs. And um, I said, what gets you guys to work every day? And they said, you know, just knowing that you're making a difference – and one employee said, it's not like we can get, the patients can get up and walk to a food eatery. You know, they depend on us and we want to be here for them. So my staff is very, very compassionate in that way. It's great to hear that. And another thing we need to mention too is that on um, patient surveys, mm-hmm. your staff gets mentioned all the time about how wonderful and how friendly they are. Yeah. And people forget about that, that they're in the room as much as anyone else. Right. So, I mean, those first impressions that patients have of the service that we provide is critical and essential. And, and many times, it's your team right. that's providing that impression for us. So, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. So, in food pep- preparation, you're mm-hmm. already under a lot of 
federal restrictions and guidelines, and I'm sure you're very careful about the way that you prep food and how right. you serve food and, and all those other things. But what other challenges has working in this COVID-19 environment presented for you, you know, along the lines of food preparation and food serving, et cetera? Okay. Well, food preparation has pretty much been the same, um, you know, um, hand hygiene, um, temperature taking. It's really the the service part or like on our line, you know, making sure that the girls aren't too close together while they're plating the patient food or in the cafeteria, we have, um, we put markers down for, you know, just so employees can adhere to the distance, distancing mm-hmm. issue. And um, then we have plexiglass um, kind of blocking everybody like all the other stores are doing. And um and out in the dining area, we have, I've reduced the seating to almost a quarter of it. And it's um, very long tables with two chairs or sometimes just a table with one chair. But everybody seems to be keeping it in stride. And, you know, they may all sit down at one, at single tables, just kind of hollering to each other. But it kind of, you know, it, it makes it work. It all makes it work. Yeah, it is what we have to do. Right. So you just adapt and you make the best of the situation. Yes. Um, overall, the staff is reacting very well to the changes that you've made? Yes, I do believe so. Um, I mean, they do know that there's challenges. And like, I would say the biggest thing is wearing the mask. The masks are hot. Mm-hmm. And you put it, then you put them all in a kitchen and it's really hot. Yeah. Um, but they know that they know why they're doing it. They know the purpose. So it it makes it easier to get them to comply. How about changes in the way that food is delivered to the patient rooms and, and the challenges and the changes that have occurred there? Well, we, um, we have to rely on nursing a lot on this part. Um, we don't deliver the isolation trays for the COVID patients at the bedside. That is all on nursing. So we, we deliver the tray. We, we make sure nursing's aware it's coming up. And um, then they go in and we try to support them as much as possible, but we don't enter the rooms. How about, um, we mentioned this earlier when we were talking before we started doing the show, actually, is that you've moved now to 100% disposable items when you deliver to the rooms. Yes, we did. And that is um, more so for the safety of our employees as well. You know, once the tray goes in the room, we don't want it to come out. We don't want it to walk through a hallway. So... um, Basically, everything's undisposable, and they, it goes right into, it gets discarded in the trash can right there in the room. We talked a bit about this, but any significant changes in the way that you prepare food? Um, no. Oh, oh, actually, in the cafeteria, we don't do, uh, like, we don't have a salad bar anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, we make all the salads, um, and then um, we do a lot of the, we serve the condiments. So anything self-serve, I have a young lady who, I guess they call her the barista now because she makes everybody's coffee mm-hmm. and she says good morning and she tells them, you know, they, they tell her what she wants or she's already making their coffee because she knows them. So it's been an added, that's been an added uh, good thing for us. And the soda fountains changes there as well, right? We can no longer get our own drinks. Right. So not only is she making everybody's coffee, she's um, reaching into the cooler and uh, getting it because the cooler has handles and anybody can all those people touching the handles becomes a danger zone. So we handle all that. We just put on gloves and go about our business. So how often are you actually disinfecting 
the cafeteria oh. and the setting and the kitchen and all the other places? Quite a lot. We, and every time we wipe down tables, we put a little green sign stating this table has been sanitized so that people feel that they could sit there and, and it'll be comfortable and not guess if the tray, the table was wiped down or not. One of the other things that we did early on in this process, and it was pretty cool, and mm-hmm. I thought it really served a couple of really good purposes, was bringing outside restaurants in who were offering the takeout to provide something different for our staff, too. Oh, yeah. So early on, we were actually, I was brought into the office with the with Scott Phillips, my boss, and he asked, hey, Michelle, what can we do to help the local people? Because I really think we should reach out to them and see if they want to do a day where they come in and bring food. And he goes in, you know, you know, I started thinking, well, you know, the price isn't going to be about the same. And he goes, oh, we'll subsidize at the hospital. So the hospital subsidizing a lot of the meals, but it was a big, it was a really big satisfier for the staff. Like we've had a corn market in, we've had um, Taylor's, Evo. Um, next Wednesday, we're having my Bella's in for pizza and wings and salad. So it's been a really, it's been very well received by the staff. I think that's a remarkably cool idea too. I mean, it really, and we're helping out those in our community who are struggling as well now that the uh, the business inside the restaurants is no longer permitted. Right. That's really, really awesome. Um, get you out of here on this. I want okay. you to tell me a little bit more about your remarkable staff. Uh, you are kind of like mama to, to, <laughs> yeah. a, to, to every young kid who comes through there. And right. there are a number of young men and women who, who are working in food and nutrition really I think for their first jobs and really getting a taste of what the real world life is like. So um, tell me about that experience for you and and, and what that means to you. All right. And you're right. I have um, high school kids and then I have um, employees who have been there for 30 years. So it's a big, it's a big range of employees, but I will tell you that um, they are the ones who may have me like they drive me to come into work every day you know some days you you may I may be worn out but they are so compassionate I love it when we are in the trenches because we just perform to a level that is amazing and I'm so glad I'm part of their their team and we're all one big team and you know the fact that they have been showing up you know despite all the stuff going around and um it's just it's a it's a great it's a great feeling. It is. You and I have been friends for probably more than twenty years now, <laughs> working at that organization. And I just wanted to say uh, again, thank you to you. Thanks oh, for all you do. Thank, thank you. you to your staff for all that they're doing to help us out too through uh, through this uh, COVID nineteen experience. Right. Thank you. Good. Thanks, Michelle, for being uh-huh. on the program too. And that is going to do it for this edition of PRMC on Point. As always, great information about COVID-19 is available locally on our website at peninsula.org and also on the CDC website for national information at cdc.gov. A reminder as well, as we always do, that we're running the COVID-19 hotline with the Wicomico County Health Department, 410-912-6889. If you have questions or concerns, they are happy to answer those for you. Again, 410-912-6889. 6889. For Michelle, I am Roger. Thanks for watching this special COVID-19 edition of PRMC on Point, and see you again soon.